Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Fight Store and William Hill. I am joined, I'm delighted to be joined, in the Matrim HQ garden with the City of London behind him, but I am joined with Frank Smith. How are you, mate? It's a beautiful day today. How's things? It's a bit hot, isn't it? When you're a bit unfit and overweight and the heat's hitting 30, it's a bit warm, isn't it? We're not, we're not built for this over here. We haven't got the aircon set up, but good to be here. Summer barbecue, lovely little setup. Keep doing them 5Ks, mate. You might get there. Did 11K this morning. I was running away from I was obviously trying to run away from someone. But no, it's uh, keeping it up, mate. Yeah, definitely keep it up, mate. We're here, as I said, at Matchroom HQ. A lot of the talent for September 30th is here. Um, one, you know, a big man that is, uh, that is centred around is Jordan Thompson. He has a chance at gold against Jaya Pattaya. How good is this card at Wembley Arena? How big of a chance is this for Jordan Thompson? Yeah, look, we're delighted to deliver the opportunity for Jordan. You know, he's uh, this was a test he wanted. You know, Jaya Patai, widely regarded and we believe number one in the cruiserweight division. And Jordan's got all the chances to go in there um, and change his life, really. You know, and uh, it's, like I say, great to deliver this kind of opportunity and, and uh, excited, excited for a big night on September 30. You know, a great card as well. Ellie Scottney defends her world title. Chev Clark as well, who's been in exciting fights, takes on Vasil Dukar. You know, someone that obviously uh, Jordan's been in with. Um, you know, and a, and a load of talent on the undercard as well. You know, Maisie Rose, Shannon Ryan, George Liddard, Jimmy Sainz. It's a packed card from top to bottom, so excited for it. How important is it in boxing to have opportunities, per se? Because Jordan Thompson wasn't really that much in line for a world title picture. React Paul turned it down, Mastanac turned it down, Bradys wasn't ready, so Jordan Thompson steps in. How important is it that you take these opportunities when they come? 100%, 100%. You know, look, Jordan could be waiting 18 months if he didn't take this world title shot. You know, for another world title opportunity, and it might never come. And there's hard fights to get to that road as well. You know, he's jumped straight in there against the best, as I say, as we say in, in Jai Alpatai. He's taking a chance, um, but it's what you have to do in the sport. And you know, when other people don't want to take it, or there's other reasons for it, you know, he stepped up and, and fair play. Absolutely. We'll get on to last weekend's action. We see Chris Eubank Jr. avenge his defeat against Liam Smith. 
How, sort of, what did you make of the performance? I know you sort of got a, quite a, quite a close ties to Eubanks Jr. I know he might be a bit of a confidence of him fighting Ben next, but what did you sort of make of the performance? Yeah, I thought it was a great performance. You know, um, he looked very good. He looked composed. Probably one of the best performances he's, he's put in in his career. Um, and you know, he, he had a lot of pressure on him to right the wrong of last time. Um, and you know, Liam's the best man won on both nights. You know, Liam Smith won Jan- January. He, he had a great performance and and. Um, no, but you have to respect Chris as well because the pressure is always on him and he's gone back in there and delivered a performance like that. He knows there's big fights to come, so yeah, big win for him. When you look at Liam Smith after, he talked about cutting £42. Um, Joe McNally done an interview at Boxing News and said that they had to take the September 2nd date. Um, whilst it was a good performance from Eubank Jr., with all the factors that went into sort of went into Liam Smith, do you feel like he might have got that sort of black medal, had no choice, got done with the business side, but he had to take September date, September 2nd or the, or the fight would have been gone? Look, I, I think, as I said, like, boxers, a lot of the time boxers are always going to be in a position where the camp's not perfect. They're never going to say it. You know, they're never going to go through the detail of what they've been through. But, you know, we're, we're in a hard sport where they train for eight, nine, ten weeks, sparring, you know, heavy-duty stuff. Um, and the fight is not always going to be in the, you know, peak physical condition. It's just the reality. Um, you know, I, I don't think... Chris, I'm sure, could have had excuses the first time around. So I think that you just have to give both pe- people their, their night. The best person won on, on the night. Um, and, you know, like I say, uh, fighters aren't always, you know, if you're not 100%, it's not always going to be your night, but the best a man won. How much does this potentially tie in for a massive fight against Conor Ben? But it's the natural fight. It's a massive fight to be made. A massive fight for the sport. Um, and, you know, we, we believe probably one of the biggest fights in British boxing and that's you know that's our aim to make it happen um, work to be done I'm sure Chris has got a lot of opportunities as well you know, part of him will want to try and win a world title but at the same time this is a big fight this is a big fight to be made and a, a, a fight that will go down you know in his legacy and career as one of the biggest I'm sure um, so yeah let, let's see what happens you know I don't like talking too much about it because I do so much talking about fights that don't materialise Let's try and do the work and see if we can get it over the line. Is that going to be at middleweight? Yeah, it would be at 160. If that fight happened, it would be at 160. Correct, no catch weight. And for Connor, with him coming back after the lengthy layoff, I remember I asked him and he wasn't really that particularly interested in taking another 10 rounder. You know, we saw Ivan Redcat was a name that was mentioned previously, I saw on Twitter. But is that the idea that you want him sort of a 10 rounder just to get the cobbers off then when you go into a big fight? No, I think we'll see how it would be good to get a, a run out, but we'll see how things go. You know, um, nothing set right now, but the key for us is to deliver a major fight for Conor Ben. Um, so that's what we're working through currently. Moving on, um, we saw last weekend there was no VADA testing for Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr. We see Joe Cusimano uh, t- had an adverse fight. I know it was a New York State Athletic Commission test, but we've seen recently that Matram have been going above, above and beyond for drug testing. Um, when you see that other promoters in the UK aren't doing the same in, same in America, how disappointing is this to see? And sort of, Is it worrying to see that not everyone's really on the same page? Yeah, look, everyone wants to talk a good game. Everyone wants to talk everyone else down. But the reality is people don't want to invest the money. I... I you know, people will say you're going on about other people, so I'm going to take it away from other people and just say we're investing in our, the safety of our own fighters, our own business, and ensuring that the sport's as safe as possible. Um, I'd be very surprised if people follow suit, you know, but all we can do is what we can do. We're, ha- we're willing and happy, and we have been for a long time to invest the money to make the sport as safe as possible. Um, 
and you know additional layers of testing can only be good for that so you know hopefully people follow suit I doubt they will but you know we can only do our own part Simon Jordan done a tweet uh, just before Liam Smith versus Christian Mignon on the Friday saying that who need you know who needs Vardy when you see the mess of Conor Ben when UCAD's fine how do you respond to that comment Um, uh, I've lost my voice for a minute Simon Jordan is just the most up, down, let like just doesn't know what he wants, every day is different and it's just an agenda against us really Um, you know how can having additional testing an additional measure of testing being put in place not be better for the sport and people getting caught, at the end of the day and I'm not into I know the restrictions UCAD are under in terms of from a financial standpoint and you know both UCAD and the board so if we're putting extra measures in place for the safety of the sport it's great um, but you know he's got an agenda you know he's so far up Boxer and Ben Shalom's ass. I think he's actually an investor in their bill getting involved in their business in some way so he's got his own set agenda and again this is nothing against Chris Eubank Jr or Liam Smith but they're, they're, they're real true athletes you know they've tested their whole career but in terms of this fight, you know, there probably wasn't enough testing. But that's not their fault. But, you know, people like Simon Jordan, just, uh, people just think I'm just negative. But Simon Jordan, just a bit of a moron. But we move on. Another man that always, always sort of has a lot to say about your business, Frank Warren. Um, I asked him yesterday what he thought about matching with their drug testing. And he said, well, why do they try and act like they're above and beyond when Conor Ben didn't have a second, didn't have a hearing for the second test? Um, what do you sort of make of that, of that response from Warren? You know, look, Conor Ben's been through a process on multiple levels. You know, whether people want to believe it or not, he has. You know, it's funny, people like Frank Warren, who, when there was a situation with Billy Joe Saunders and the board obviously decided, he was he was on the, you know, the call with the, or he was involved in the, the investigation with the Boston Athletic Commission when they decided for the fight not to go ahead, begging for the fight to go ahead. So you can't pick and choose. What, what, you know, what, it's not, you know, every day's different. But, you know, look, these people are just hypocrites. Just get out and get on with it. That's the last one about Frank Warren for me. He did say that he wanted Chris Eubank Jr. to fight Zach Parker next. I mean, I don't represent Chris Eubank Jr., but why on earth would Chris Eubank Jr. fight Zach Parker? If I did, like, what does that, and no disrespect to Zach Parker, he's a lovely bloke, but it's just coming off a loss against John Ryder, I think. He hasn't boxed since then. What is Zach Parker going to offer Chris Eubank Jr.? The man is just a bit desperate, you know, but it is what it is. We saw Adam Azim get 10 rounds under his belt on uh, last Saturday. Him, his name is always flirted with Dalton Smith. How far do you think we are off of potentially seeing that fight? We made an offer yesterday, actually, to boxer Ben Shalom and, and the team, you know, his big, his big team of people in his office. Um, hopefully they got it, you know, maybe hopefully it hasn't got lost in the mail chain between them all. Um, but yeah, we made an offer. Um, let's see, it was a massive offer for Adam Azim. More money than he's ever seen for a fight. Um, it's a great fight. So let's see, let's see what they say. You know, they say they want to work with other promoters. We'll see. And with a fight like that, where they're both hotly tipped as you know in super lightweight, they're both they're the number one and number two in the UK. Everyone regards them so highly. Whilst you would want to make the fight now, is it also good at times to potentially make that let that brew for a potential title down the line? Yeah, look, you never know. Like all these fights, some of these fights that are spoken about for you, like Kelbrook Amikhan's a perfect example. Could you have made that years before, like before they even went into their peak? And would we have seen? Like, when's better to see it? Who knows? You know. Um, 
doesn't mean there can't be a run of them. You know, and also at loss at this stage of a fighter's career isn't the end, and doesn't mean there's not a future. You know, to build back up. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Let's see. Let's see whether they acknowledge the offer first, and we'll go from there. We had the red carpet yesterday for Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou um, for the British title. David Adelaide was meant to fight Fabio Wardley. Hopefully, it's still happening, but they got in a scrap where Fabio, where Fabio Wardley ended up getting cut. Um, issue with his finger. Is it sort of disappointing to see that this might not be happening now? Yeah, it's a shame to see for the fighters because I don't actually think it was the fighters who caused the initial issue. I don't think. Look, there's a lot of spite between the two of them and aggro, but at the end of the day, it's about getting in the ring on the night and settling that. It's it's other people, you know, as part of the teams that cause the problems. So. You know, I, uh, it's a shame to see because, and hopefully the fight's not delayed, you know, because it's a great fight. But yeah, it's a shame to see people doing, you know, I think he got an elbow in the face and then he got caught with a shot. Um, and it wasn't even from David Adelaide. But, you know, let's see. Just to finish up, what, uh, we just see Oshaki Foster defend his title against Rocky Hernandez. What have we got coming up? Potentially Joe Cordina in Monaco. Are we looking at potential two of the winner of that? Yeah, look, Oshaki Foster, as you say, October 28th, we're in Cancun with that show we announced yesterday. Uh, Rocky Hernandez, a brilliant fighter of ours. We, you know, we're looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a great fight. You got Huni Tabiti on the undercard of that show as well. Um, and then Joe Caldina. I think once we put this out, it'll be announced. Fights Hanet. Uh, my mind's gone completely. Eduardo Vasquez on November 4th in Monaco, which will be announced shortly. Um, and look, that's a, that's a great fight to be made next year. They've been quite open about the restrictions around being able to make a big unification fight for Joe because of the size of the arena at that time of the year um, but you know there's big fights to be made for Joe after this you know we've got obviously the potential winner of Wood Warrington as well stepping up to 130 that could be an interesting fight so you know lots of exciting opportunities but some big shows coming up to the end of the year Pro just literally just last one from me Progray talks about good news is that good news to do with Devin Haney? Hopefully hopefully we've got good news soon Frank thank you for your time really appreciate it. yeah good to, good to catch up with you mate thank you Sports Social Podcast Network